Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have the latest Sask Wheat Market Outlook with an emphasis on the first grain shipments from Ukraine being moved on the Black Sea. The Queen City Exhibition opened at noon today and we have details on the agriculture component of the five-day show. Real agriculture has an interesting feature from the recent Ag in Motion show near Saskatoon. We have more details on CN Rail's plan to move grain to market this fall. And we look at fishing regulations in Saskatchewan. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The latest Sask Wheat Outlook says it's unlikely that exports of wheat from Ukraine will get anywhere near their normal pace anytime soon. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiled the latest Sask Wheat Outlook. She says the first grain ship left Ukraine this week for Turkey since the Russian invasion in February. The ship is expected to arrive sometime in Turkey today. There are also reports from Russia about quality damage due to excessive and ongoing rain. The discussion revolves around the volume of low quality of feed wheat that is being harvested. The USDA export number for Russia of 40 million tons might be in question. The Ukraine reported that 8 million tons of wheat has been harvested so far, compared to the USDA projection of 19.5 million tons for the crop year. Regarding Ukrainian export, as mentioned, the focus for now is still on the 17 vessels that had been stuck in the port since the start of the war. But Lloyds of London said yesterday that agreeing on operating procedures for empty vessels to come into the ports and pick up more grain is still very difficult due to crewing issues. This sounds to us that an imminent start to volume shipments is really still not imminent. Borsch says cash markets in the world marketplace were quiet for wheat during the past week. We can report that Pakistan bought 190,000 tons of wheat at US $407 per ton SIF. Bangladesh bought 50,000 tons at 476 SIF. And weekly USA wheat sales 
were said to be 412,000 tons, which puts exports export sales in line with last year and slightly above the pace needed to meet the USDA report commitments. This week, Algeria returns to the market today for the September-October position, and Jordan is also expected in the market for 120,000 tons of wheat for December to January shipment. To continue, here's some of last week's major news by major origin, and per usual, we're starting with Canada. We did a small crop tour last week, and the Saskatchewan wheat crop we saw looked pretty good, and we think that better than average yields can be expected. In Alberta, Alberta Ag accessed 80% of their spring wheat acres in good to excellent condition as well. And last Friday, Alberta Ag projected spring wheat yields in Alberta at 52.3 bushel per acre compared to 45.4 five-year average and the 42.2 bushel 10-year average yield. Also, plant development for most crops in Alberta is right in line with long-term averages. Canadian exports at 395,000 tons for week 51 were relatively good advancing year-to-date wheat exports to 11.1 million tons, which is 8.3 million tons, or 43% lower than last year to date. Moving to Durham, Durham exports for week 51 were at 61,000 tons for year-to-date total of 2.6 million, compared to a total of 6 million tons last year to date. We did see a lot of very good Durham fields on our Saskatchewan crop tour, and barring an early frost, expect above average yields for Saskatchewan Durham this year. However, in the July 26 report, Alberta Ag assessed only 48% of Alberta Durham in good to excellent condition. Alberta has about 960,000 acres of Durham this year, accounting for roughly 15% of total acres. U.S. conditions for northern Durham remain quite good, with North Dakota rated 87% good to excellent. Recent rainfall in North Dakota and warmer temperatures have aided crop development, but Montana ratings decreased to 49% due to hot, dry weather. Precipitation there is needed for the crop to meet its full potential. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiled the weekly market outlook. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The first grain ship to leave Ukraine under a Black Sea wartime deal has passed inspection now in Istanbul. It's on its way to Lebanon. Ukraine says 17 other vessels at its ports are loaded with grain as well and waiting permission to leave, but there was no word yet on when they could depart. Authorities said a joint civilian inspection team spent three hours today checking the cargo and crew aboard the cargo ship Rizzoni. A July 22nd deal involving Ukraine, Russia, Turkey and the UN aimed to ease food security around the globe by creating a safe corridor across the Black Sea. World food prices have been soaring and the war has blocked exports from Ukraine, a major global grain supplier.
Regina's Queen City Exhibition opens today with some farm exhibits. There's a farm petting zoo where guests can feed and learn about animals on display. The Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association has an igloo-shaped projection dome showing the different aspects of cattle farming. Agribition has a display featuring roping dummies, stick horses, and the importance of rodeo. Sask Milk has an interactive milking simulator with a representative on-site to answer questions about the dairy industry. There's also displays on alpacas, best farming practices, and farm safety. Regina Exhibition Association's Manager of Communications, Mark Rathwell, adds there's also a feature on Saskatchewan-grown mustard. Yeah, Jim, you know, during Canada's Farm Show, we run a program called Ag in the Classroom. And what that is, is we bring in school kids and, and really give them a chance to understand agriculture and its importance to the Saskatchewan economy from a deeper level. What we did this year is we really focused on the importance of mustard seed to agriculture in Saskatchewan and really the impact that mustard seed has globally. I mean, Saskatchewan is the largest exporter of mustard seed in the world and it is really an important product. I mean, if you're having a hamburger, a hot dog or whatever else it is you choose to put mustard on, there's a very good chance that mustard seed came from Saskatchewan. So that's what we focused on during Canada's Farm Show was sort of that education about mustard seed. And we're moving that a little further ahead here at Queen City X on two fronts. One, tomorrow and Friday, we're going to be running education in the afternoon, I think starting at 1.30 in the ITC Commercial Kitchen, and people are invited to come. It's on a first-come, first-served basis, and they're going to have a chance to see how mustard seed becomes mustard. So that's kind of an exciting thing that sort of it's the whole farm-to-table idea. But on top of that, what we've done this year is we've actually unveiled a product called Queen City Mustard. And we've produced 2,000 jars of mustard that we're going to be selling at Queen City X in the marketplace this year with the proceeds going to the Regina Food Bank. So the idea is, is that what we want to do is kind of demonstrate the evolution of a seed, of a product that goes in the ground, how it grows, how it's produced, and really how it gets to market. So we're very excited about that. And when again does this run, and how many people do you hope to see take advantage of this information? The Ag in the Classroom sessions run Thursday and Friday, I believe starting at 1.30, and they'll be in the Viterra International Trade Center Commercial Kitchen. There'll be signage if you're walking in to go have a look and see how it's done. Spacing is limited because it is a kitchen, so we've only got room for about 50 people, and it's kind of on a first-come, first-served basis. The Queen City Exhibition runs today through Sunday. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Brittany Warner here with realagriculture.com. We're getting things started right now with Ron Gleim. He is the founder and president of Exteminator. Tell us a little bit about what we're looking at, what's an exterminator? Well, it's a, a sprayer that uh, doesn't use any chemical. All we use is steam. Uh, it's uh, generated, you know, the water turns into steam and at 103 degrees Celsius, 
it kills all the cellulose in the leaf, so we're able to hit the ground at a, you know, 120 to 150 degrees C, and uh, we're able to kill everything it touches. Well, and as we were saying before, you're not actually spraying on the plant. This is for row crops, and you're spraying in between the rows. Is that correct? Well, yeah, there's three things that we would do. Like on, on our organic farm, we would spray before we seed, like any glyphosate would do. So you could spray all the acres of that, except we don't have big enough booms for that yet for the organic farmers or conventional. But otherwise, the row crops are, you know, the high-value crops, so we can spray in between the rows, and we can spray the row before you seed. And then we can also desiccate, like, potatoes and that before they harvest. That's what you're saying as well. So we're talking mostly, I mean, potatoes, vegetables, that sort of thing. You guys were just down in Yuma, Arizona. Talk to us a little bit about what you guys are testing down there. That could be an, another leg of the exterminator or another purpose of it. Well, down there, uh, the, the, air, the university in Yuma has 500 acres that they they use for test plots. They have a, their own boiler down there, so we went down and looked at that. Um, they were doing lettuce, uh, and they're burning an inch and a half into the ground, and they're getting two to three months uh, you know, where, where there's no weeds. And they also increased production by 24% because it also killed the pathogens. So that was extremely, uh, I mean, that was unbelievable news when they got that. And, and so there's a lot of other benefits besides just the weeds. So, so we believe that we're going to be doing uh, vegetables, potatoes, uh, anything with a row crop, we're going to be able to compete with chemical, you know, very easily. So that's kind of our focus now, the high value crops. Now you're the inventor of this product. Talk to us a little bit about how your product um, is different than other steam applications out there. Well, uh, there's probably about 20 or more companies all over the world that are, have been using steam for 20 years. The difference between what they're doing and how we're doing it is that they're all boilers and they all heat 50 or 100 or 150 gallons of water before they can even start. Uh, we'll have uh, 150 degree C steam within 10 seconds and we only heat two, three, four ounces a second depending on how big the machine is. So that makes us probably 10 times more efficient and we're only using about 20% of the water that the big sprayers use today. So as far as environmentally, it's uh, you know we're using less energy to create the steam and we're using less water per acre and uh, we're going to be able to do more acres per hour than the steam machines that are out there today. And what are growers looking at price tag wise to have one of these exterminators? Well uh, like the smaller ones for the vineyards and that would probably be in the 100 to 150,000. Uh, the larger ones uh, probably going to be in that $400,000 range. Perfect. Awesome. Anything else that folks should know about the exterminator or if they don't have a chance to come down here to AIM today? Well, uh, when we uh, decided to go ahead with this, we wanted to make sure it was a, it was going to make farmers money. Like, and that's, I mean, there's lots of environmental th good things about an exterminator, but this is actually going to put more money in producers' pockets with not having to buy chemical uh, and using you know less energy to to make the steam. So we think we got something that's going to change the world. Well, and as again, as we were kind of chatting. Uh, before, I mean, this is kind of the way things are moving in a very quick quick pace uh, to kind of eliminate uh, some of those chemicals, especially when we're talking for those vegetable crops. Yeah, now, one, two of the things that, uh, you know, like Kevin Hirsch would say, you know, the, there's more and more weeds that are becoming immune to chemical, so that's another driving force that farmers are saying we we got to find something else. The consumer wants
wants less and less chemical in, in everything, especially their vegetables. So that's a driving force when we talk to you know those producers. And uh, I think every farmer in the world knows chemical is going to be under attack, or it already is under attack. And so we're trying to give them a, a, a real good option. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today with a high of 24 degrees. Wind southeast 30, the low tonight 14. Thursday sunny, increasing cloudiness early in the afternoon. Wind south 20, a high tomorrow 33 degrees. 60% chance of evening showers Thursday with a low of 11. Friday sunny, the high 23, the low 9. Saturday partly cloudy, the high 21, the low 10. Sunday sunny, the high 26, the low 13. Monday, sunny, the high 30, the low 14. Tuesday, sunny, the high near 30. Normal high is 26 degrees. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 529 this morning. It sets at 840 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Valmarie again at 27 degrees. The cold spot, Stony Rapids up north at 13. Estevan is 19, Saskatoon 20, Swift Current 23, Weyburn and Yorkton both 19. Regina cloudy and 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 4. Humidity is 61%. The barometric pressure is falling, 101.4. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 20 degrees. Winds are calm. Once again, Regina cloudy and 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Last week, CN Rail released its grain plan, which sets out the specific steps that CN is taking to ensure it can meet the forecast demand from the grain sector in the new crop year. This is part two of an interview. 620 CKRM's Tanner Wallace-Scribner talked with David Shednovic, the assistant vice president of grain at CN Rail, about the plan. Well, I think one that's really important to focus on this year is corridor balance. And when I, when I mean what I mean by corridor balance, and that's always been one of the conditions required to meet the maximum end-to-end sustainable grain supply chain capacity levels out in the plan. But if you think about it, given the unique circumstances that are going to surround this upcoming crop year, especially with the changes in trade flow patterns caused by the war in Ukraine, and that goes beyond grain, it's fertilizer, it's energy, it's all kinds of stuff. This is a year where if we want to move the collectively move the Canadian economy, we have to make sure that all corridors are utilized efficiently. And that means the Eastern Canadian supply chain, whether that's grain shipments to the, to, uh, to the lakehead at Thunder Bay 
or shipment by rail direct into, into ports in Eastern Canada can take grain by rail. That's going to be important, and it represents an opportunity to get grain to market and take a little bit of heat off the West Coast. And that's specifically for what have been markets that are traditionally served out of Eastern Canada, such as Europe and North Africa. That's an important one this year, corridor balance. Agriculture is always changing. Does this plan have some wiggle room in for, for changes if something unprecedented or unseen happens? Uh, one thing is I'd say is that the grain plan is a living document. We put out uh, a monthly update to the, the plan. So as things change, as things are happening in the, in the grain supply chain, we put out a monthly report that, that looks into that. We also put out a weekly report that we've been putting out since the 2016-17 crop year that goes into depth in what's going on from week to week in terms of uh, customer demand, hopper car spotting, all those aspects of the nuts and bolts of, uh, of the grain plan and the grain supply chain that translate into the actual numbers for ton and ship. So that's just something to keep an eye out for to, um, you know, to look for updates and uh, adjustments as we go forward. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Digman Industries. Look to Digman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Fishing season in Saskatchewan is in full swing and Sask Tip has some advice on ensuring fish stocks remain in good supply for anglers. Paige Colopy is an aquatic invasive species ecologist with the Ministry of the Environment. She says there are certain rules designed to ensure the fishery is not destroyed by unwanted species. So depending on how you use our lakes and rivers, if you are an angler, there are some specific rules that you'll need to know about and follow, um, especially if you're transporting a watercraft. So we're seeing poor compliance with some of our rules that involve the requirement to stop at our watercraft inspection stations and also re- the requirement to remove the drain plug while transporting your watercraft. And it's important to note that the term watercraft here involves more than just boats. It includes all types of watercraft, so things like kayaks, canoes, jet skis, sailboats, and our inspection stations are mandatory regardless of where you're coming from and regardless of whether you have been recently inspected or not. Why have these inspection stations? What is the concern there? So our watercraft inspection stations are set up for our inspectors to search watercrafts and gear for aquatic invasive species. And what's the concern about aquatic invasive species? What are they? What is the worry? So aquatic invasive species, or AIS, are harmful fish, animals, or plants that can be spread into an environment where they're not natural or native to and they almost always have some type of negative impact to our ecosystem, the economy, or human health. And some of the AIS that you've maybe heard of include zebra and quagga mussels, some species of carp, or aquatic weeds such as flowering rush and Eurasian water milfoil. And what danger do these pose? What is the big concern? So one of the biggest effects of AIS is that they almost always negatively impact our native fish or aquatic species in some way. And they do this by preying directly on them, introducing diseases, or decreasing the quality of water and habitat that our native fish live in. Can you get rid of these aquatic invasive species when they invade one of our rivers or one of our lakes? 
So unfortunately, it's almost impossible to completely eradicate aquatic invasive species once they're introduced into a water body. And that's why prevention is so important. And that's why the province has developed rules and regulations to protect Saskatchewan's water bodies. And you said that there you're having not ma- very many people pull over at these inspection stations. Where are these inspection stations? So we have a couple of different types of inspection stations. Some of the fixed ones are located just off major highways along the Manitoba or the U.S. border. And then we also have roving stations where our watercraft inspectors go down to local water bodies and lakes and set up at boat launches to do inspections there as well. And there's some rules around boats. You have to make sure the drain plugs out always? Yes, exactly. So it is a requirement to remove the drain plug while you're transporting a watercraft. And this is because many aquatic invasive species are so small that they actually can't be seen with the naked eye. And they can survive in water or even just moist conditions for long periods of time. So removing the drain plug allows any standing water on board to drain. Tell me some of the main rules for anglers that they should be aware of. So for anglers specifically, there's a couple other rules and regulations that come to mind. One is that it is legal to use live bait in Saskatchewan. And any bait that you do have needs to be sourced from a certified disease-free area. Anything else to add? So another rule that will help protect Saskatchewan waters against aquatic invasive species that goes for all folks is that it is illegal to release live fish. So that goes for all fish, but as well as aquarium pets and plants, such as goldfish as well. Never release unwanted pets or plants into a water body or storm drain. Some of our pets and aquarium plants can actually become highly invasive in the wild and wreak havoc on our ecosystems. If you have a pet or plant that you no longer wish to keep, dispose of it properly and remember, don't let it loose. Paige Colopy is an aquatic invasive species ecologist. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber. Go from backyard blah to backyard beautiful with landscaping products from Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Sask Pork, perfect pork, our passion, our promise. Learn more at saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 2440 at 777.42. Yellow peas dropped 490 at 455.89. One red spring wheat went up $2 at 386.94. The rest were unchanged. Durham 408.62. Feed barley 282.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 742.67. Lentils 731.50. Oats 321.53. Feed wheat two ninety nine fifty six at Minneapolis. September spring wheat fell two and a half cents at eight seventy and three quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the micro report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August the 2nd. At our last cattle sale, D1 or 2 cows sold from $1.10 to $1.20. D3 cows, 95 to $1.05. Uh, Canner cows were $0.60 cents to $0.80. Cents. Efferets from $1.25 to $1.55. They're selling well. Good big butcher bulls sold from $1.25 to $1.45, depending on yield. There isn't very many yearlings 
uh, moving yet, not enough for an accurate price quotation. Lots of yearlings are selling in the southern United States, and the prices seem to get higher every day, which is a good sign for us when yearlings do start coming to town, which will be August the 15th here in Weyburn. Probably a couple of thousand head at that sale, and it will be a barn burner. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting from the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 12,000 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of $272 to $289 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,300 head, selling in a range of $268 to $285 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are up, selling in the range of 68 to 78 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down 20 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2856. The Canadian dollar is currently trading 77.64 cents U.S. U.S. negotiated cash markets gained more than $5 a hundred rate across all reporting regions, giving them another shot at breaking into new highs if we see a continuation of this move later this week. Just as importantly, the pork cutout gained more than $3 a hundredweight in trade yesterday, taking the benchmark pork price to another new high for this year. While experiencing gains in the pork cutout at this time of year is not atypical, in recent years the pork cutout starts to deteriorate in value with the onset of August. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. The OPEC oil cartel and its allies have decided to boost production in September by a much slower pace than in previous months. The move comes amid high gasoline prices and unstable energy supplies exacerbated by the war Russia is waging on Ukraine. OPEC, led by Saudi Arabia and its allies, led by Russia, say they will increase output to 100,000 barrels a day next month after raising it by 648,000 barrels per day in July and August. It comes after U.S. President Joe Biden visited Saudi Arabia last month, aiming to improve relations and encourage more oil production from OPEC to draw down high prices at the pump. On the markets, the TSX is up 33 points to 19,539. The Dow has risen 409 points to 32,805. Oil has fallen $3.26 at 91.16 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 77.80 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive pre-emergent herbicide.